Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Time Flies podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dariel. Um, I feel like the guy next to me should be start paying rent because he's here all yeah. the time. Fake analyst. <laughs> the fake analyst in the building. I got my boy Mike with me. Yes, What's good, sir. bro? How you doing? Yeah, always. Chilling, chilling? Left. It's all good. It's all good. Chilling, chilling? Chilling. Maintaining. And, of course, we are here to review episode three of the Genius documentary. This is the epic conclusion of the three-part documentary on Netflix. So, you and I, were, we were talking offline. Yes. And I told you to save a specific conversation for the Your prize. host has to, you know, bring me back to center sometimes. Because I could just <laughs> carry pod-worthy conversations off the pod all the time. And it completely dilutes the product. So You know what I just noticed, too? It's episode three, but we're in the same exact clothes. <laughs> but it's all good. How did that happen? How did that happen? Editing. Oh, fuck. Hello. Who cares? Anyway, don't kill us in the comments. But anyway, I'm at Leon Doris still. Ooh, big Fine. facts. Teddy Stop. Santos, again, sponsor the pie. We love your please. shit. And if you want to, shit, Teddy Santos, if you want to send some clothes over. Big facts, please. Be our guest. We'll do. Big facts. Okay, so let's get right into it because we're talking offline. We were to episode three. A lot of things happened this episode. But one of the big things that happened, we see the separation between Cootie and Ye. Yes. And the specific scene we're talking about. Very interesting to me. Is when GLC invites Cootie to the studio session to record him and Ye. Right. And, and then Ye tells him to stop filming. And then you asked me, why is that? And then you right. said, yeah, <laughs> there's like there's one two of two ways. So yes. by the time you reach the point where he's telling Cootie to turn the cameras off, it's like come to a head because you start to see it um, in the Grammy after party for late registration. There's a little distance. He mentions he feels like he's on the outside looking in. Yeah, but he, that interview is crazy too because he's cause Cootie's he's interviewing him, calling and, him the wrong name yeah, the entire time. Ye was Ye was turned, Ye was yeah. drunk, but I feel like I don't know. I just you just feel don't like do that to your your boy like that. But I mean, yeah, but okay. The thing is, like, if he did it once or twice, he was doing call, If I called you the, the wrong right. name like once or twice, right. Like you tell him joking. Yeah, but Ye does it like he over just does and it like yeah. He's almost over. trying to antagonize him exactly, and it's like uh, there's something there. Yeah, there's already something that, yeah. and so yeah, and um. Yeah, and then after that, there's a few other instances where, like, the tour, Cootie mentions, he didn't seem like the same yay. And then you look mm -hmm. at the footage, and you see, he's visibly, like, physically distant, and it almost seems like he's just completely distant overall from Cootie. And what I, the question I posed to your wonderful host was that, wh why do we think that that's happening, that yay is putting distance between him and Cootie at a moment where you'd feel like anything that is from home base is exactly what you need, especially after, you know, Donda passing and everything. Yeah. So for me, like I was saying, there's two trains of thought. Right. The obvious, which is the one you pointed out, Ye's head was getting too big. Right. And he started not to care about the guys who were there from the ground level. Right. Very possible. But it could also be the way some people handle grief when they don't really know how to grieve properly and like we spoke about in the last episode like Donda his mother was his ultimate guide like his guiding light right. so at that point he's like he's lost he's stray at that point and so when it comes to people who don't know how to grieve sometimes they'll push any type of reminder away instead of embracing it so maybe Cootie represented that same element of of home base and 
you know, and he was pushing that away because it was like he associated that with his mother. Because remember, in this episode, he details the fact that, you know, when him and Kanye were kind of separate, Donda uh, would have Cootie Deuce work for her. Like, there, yeah. was, there was a relationship between Cootie and Donda as well. So maybe... It was just too close to home for him at that point. But he, you see, the thing is, like, I get what you're saying, 100% get it. But the thing is that he had other people around him that wasn't Cootie, that was yeah. from like he the was home in the base. studio with GLC at that point. When and turned, GLC yeah, was day one, base, day one. Yeah. So it's like, why is Cootie specifically the one that you're just not trying to keep in touch with? Like, it's yeah. it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I mean, again, like you said, people don't people don't know how to grieve. People grieve in different ways. So everybody's human. Everybody grieves in their own way. But it's like. Obviously, that question has to come up. It's like, why did he push Cootie away? What? Yeah. We just, we'll just never know. Um, but me personally, I think it's because I th- I think that his head just got too big, and his head was just like I can't like I'm too big for like home home base people. Yeah. Even though he still had some people around, yeah, yeah. that was like so it was like he had like one foot in, one foot but out. He, maybe he treated the home base people very conditionally, like yeah, you're here, but now you're under my wing, like you're here for a purpose, kind of thing. Yeah. Like. You kind of saw distance generally in that specific time period. So, to put things in perspective, we're talking about, you know, um, Donda passing. We're talking about post-graduation. And at that time, a lot of the key players from the earlier albums weren't around the same way they were. I mean, you don't see consequences as much. You don't see Rhymefest. I think him and Rhymefest had public disputes after that point, if I'm not mistaken, time flies. Fact check. Let us know. Be yeah. tasteful. So, mm-hmm. it's um, it's an interesting thing. Maybe he did. You know, GLC. Other than that, when do you see GLC on uh, a Yay album after that point? Yeah, I know. You don't see him. You don't yeah. like. The next time I think I heard him as someone who's not, I don't exactly delve into GLC. But the next time I heard him was on section section eighty. He was on uh, Poe Man's Dream, my favorite song with Kendrick. And um Damn Deep Cut. I forgot dope, about that. That shit that was my shit. But so yeah, it was an interesting transitional period. Like he he loses his mother, which like we spoke about the f- they documented the phone calls on this. It was kinda tough to listen to because yeah, we're we're listening to, you know, the end um, of this woman's life, but yeah, um, again, RIP. Um, question that I want to ask that I don't think a lot of people have asked is we're going to, and we obviously we're going to try and keep this tasteful as possible. Yes. Uh, respectful as possible. Yes. But so she passed away because of plastic surgery. It plastic wasn't a car surgery. accident. It wasn't a heart attack. It was plastic surgery. Yeah. And you and I, we got into this conversation offline, but I think we should uh, share this with our viewers and listeners. The plastic surgery, do you think? Yay encouraged it or do you think Donda West kind of wanted it I don't think it was a situation where Kanye encouraged it I am a firm believer and and Kanye probably loved his mother exactly as she was I think Donda was finding her own star through Kanye's success you know they're starting Donda Foundation she's Kanye West's mother and and the whole she media, probably was interviews, in, right, the interviews, she the nice. she's on Oprah, like, yeah, she's yeah, in, yeah. enjoying the stardom, and kind of part of that, for better or worse, part of that Hollywood starter pack is a breast lift, a nose job, a face, like, yeah, 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 so, yeah. It, I think it was more in... 
Her decision. Yeah, in the realm of her own decision making. I don't think it was a Kanye. Yeah. No, I've always wondered that, man. And um, it's just sad because it's like how I just said. It's like it wasn't anything. It wasn't the natural causes. It wasn't a car accident. It wasn't. It was plastic surgery. Like things that could have been avoided. Yeah. But, you know, things happen for a reason. And obviously, RIP Mrs. West. Um, But it's like that didn't have to happen. And, of course, just like we said in the previous episode, we don't know where Kanye would be if his mom never passed away. Yeah. But things happen, and now we gotta. This is the world we live in, and um, so that's um, that's something that I always want to bring up. And yeah, that's something that happens in episode three. We hear the phone calls about the nine one one call about Mrs. West not breathing, and then just like episode three is like, in my personal opinion, episode three is the weakest of the three. It's 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 the weakest, but obviously it's an amazing documentary. But the thing is, the reason why I call it the weakest is because we kind of everything that happens in episode three, a majority of it, right, is kind of fairly recent see and my thing was in another conversation we spoke about offline is that i'd have to watch all three episodes again but this could potentially actually be my favorite episode Mm. because of the fact that you i mean as far as footage is concerned you don't get the depth of footage that you get in the first two episodes right but and there's a reason why right because there you know there was at this point, like we spoke about earlier, there was a distance between Cootie and Kanye. So six years, you know. So um, the footage was a far, time, man. yeah, a few far and in between. It's like this part, like I said, would be potentially my my favorite because though you don't get as deep with the footage as you do in the first two episodes, you see a transition in Kanye West almost to to the point of the Kanye that we know now, where you see the post Donda. How he starts to act out. He's in, he's on tour. He's, he's cursing up. He's ranting a little bit no. already. But you see you see the evolution of him. I mean, we can to take a brief synopsis on this episode. You see the creation of the Yeezy, where the Yeezy starts. So it takes you down this journey and this um narrative of Kanye West and how he's developed through mental health. Like this is the first time it's. It's primarily focused on the mental health element of Kanye West, which has become the dominant narrative, yeah. especially with all the Pete Davidson stuff and everything in in that light. So, yeah, just to see that transition is what potentially makes it the most interesting for me, because you don't really hear too much about him going to China, him looking for the best designers for these sneakers, or... But even that, we barely get a glimpse of it. We see, like, one scene of him and Takashi Murakami talking. That was... But that 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 little... I don't know, maybe it's, like, five to seven minutes. We see him in China. Uh, actually, no, it's a little bit longer. It's, like, maybe, like, ten minutes where you see him in China, and he's talking to Takashi. You see Cuddy, the goat. You, <laughs> see, you see them working on Kids See Ghosts. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, because yeah, the only that- thing we knew about that time is what we, we saw... I remember seeing that photo of Takashi, Cuddy, and Ye right. on Instagram and stuff. But now we see the actual footage, but we didn't get enough of that. But you're seeing him in business dealings, too. And he's telling yeah, the guys, true. like, you know. The real estate. He holds up the iPhone. You know. Yeah. One man had this idea, but it takes a crazy motherfucker to bring yeah. it. Like, so you see him in in motion. My but- bad. Sorry. Before uh, you keep going, I should, I should point out that he was in Dior talking to those people. Shout out to my Dominicans, you know, 100% Dominicano aquí all day, you heard? people. It's my people's, you heard? But anyway, the, my bad. Um, you heard? No, but yeah, so to circle back, I guess, to the f- 
the one disappointing thing, or I mean, for you, one of the many disappointing things about this episode is that we don't get graduation footage. It's not that it's disappointing. Get- it's just like it's just like I obviously I was still interested. I was still locked in. I was still right. hooked in. But it's like I, I just it's just it's just like I know all this already. So it's like it's not that right. it's disappointing. It's just like there's nothing really much else that he can do because right. there was that six year gap. And then he started. Uh, yeah, he just started. The, the next time he started recording him was, I think the when he, when he was doing Life of Pablo. Yeah. The so t- it's like and they got that's some dope footage too because yeah. we only saw, we kind of saw we saw little uh, videos of it, pictures of it, like the picture of him, you know, with the red shirt with Cuddy behind is iconic. But to see that whole when thing, going and crazy with Father. Did stretch? you peek? You literally have the whole good music yeah. behind him on yeah. that stage at Madison Square Garden. You see Chains, you see Pusher, you see Big Sean, you see Cuddy. Lord Sci-Hi, knows there's other Sci-Hi's Sci-Hi's in there. there. Sci High, yeah. we need another album. Don C is there. Don yes. C is in there. Sci High, please, man, give us a sequel. But um, yeah, yeah, no, that. So I mean, like I said, it's not disappointing. It's just like everything that we're seeing in episode three is like a lot of it happened in real time for us. So it's like we already know everything, and right. just for me personally, it's just yeah, it's between two and one as far as like my favorite episodes. But I also like seeing how you could you could see a genuine mending of the relationship in the same episode like Mm. by the time life of pablo in 2017 rolls around you could see that kanye even though a guy as as brilliant as kanye is never truly at peace because his mind is always running he found some level of peace and he you know he he's asking yo where's my man at like bringing Cootie around, wants to bring Cootie back into the fold, taking him to China with him. Cootie appreciates it, and it seems like they have an understanding of where their relationship is. I think Cootie even says at a point, like, you know, it was great doing this. It meant a lot to me that Ye asked for to bring me out here. But I know when we go back home, it's yeah. business as usual. We go back to our families. Like, it's not what it was, but they end up in a great space, which is, which is also cool for, for me. Like, on top of we're seeing the footage of the life of Pablo's uh, kids see ghost sessions, developing the Yeezy. I believe the 750, right? Was he the 700? The 700. So, two, yeah. Um, yeah, we get a glimpse into all that. We get a glimpse into his, his creation of Yeezy, the music, and we also get a glimpse of when he tried to do the president, the presidential run. Let's talk about it. That was a that dude. I remember when that happened in real time. I'm just Me like, too. I don't know what's what. I don't. I, no, the feeling I had in real time was like. What's happening? I, you know what the thing was? I wasn't as surprised as I should have been at that point that Kanye West was doing that. I think... No, um, it makes sense. It makes sense as to why he's doing it. But I guess in my mind, I was like, wow, this is actually happening. And then at the same time, I was thinking, what is happening? So, so it was like right. a mixture of thoughts and feelings, man. And it's just like... I mean, yeah. That... I, who knows? He might actually try to come back in 2024. We really don't know. But something I found humorous is that you never hear too much about Kanye and his father's relationship. Yep. You know, and uh, I remember hearing that he got kind of back in touch with his father after Donda had passed away. But, you know, the underlying message of of his speech in the presidential race was kind of his his thoughts on abortion yeah. and how, you know, he almost aborted his daughter and how and he, he his almost, fo- yeah, and yeah. there would have been no Kanye West if the 
He started then, breaking down and crying. And then the next scene, it's him on the phone, I think, with his father, like, yeah, and the, his father's telling car. him, like, yo, next time, write your speech. Like, you know, like, what are you doing? But, and, you could, but you could just tell, it brings me back to, like, the fact that, you see, but, okay, but hold on, but there, do you remember when he was, when he was giving that speech in the branch or whatever, and he had, like, a bulletproof vest on? Yes. And he was saying that? Okay, so, it's not that he's crazy, like, I don't, it's not that he's crazy, but I don't know how to explain it. I think he's just like, I think he in that specific moment he was at a point where he's running for fucking president because he could. He had yeah. the finances, and I think he was like, since I'm here already, I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. And it's not because he's crazy; it's because he always had this arrogance to him. He always had this belief that like, whatever he thought was the right way to think. Right. And so I think that's what it is. I don't. It's not because he's crazy. It's because no, it's, it's like, not. It's the uh, thing it's something. is no. The thing. Do you feel me though? You yeah, of, no. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay. I I I get you one hundred percent, and this is my response to that. Is I think there's always probably been a thought in Kanye's head, like, you know, if I'm a leader of culture, I could lead people. I can do this on some level, and then. Donald Trump comes into presidency. We're not going to make this a political podcast. I promise you time flies. But when Donald Trump becomes president, it breaks down a lot of the old barriers and status quos of presidential standards. Because if you're from New York, you know Donald Trump as like a sleazy businessman. And now he's a president of the United States of America. So when that happens, a lot of other people start feeling like, oh, if he could do it, I mean... And, and I think Kanye was yeah. one of those people and he he took, you know, he took Trump's hand in in presidency like he he showed his support which that's neither here or there everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um right, but what, and ev- ran but everybody with it. what everybody kept missing was the fact that the reason why he respected Trump is because look where he came from and look what he accomplished. Right. He didn't care. He wanted to run for right. president. He ran for president and he actually won. It's not the idea that he supports Trump as right. a person. He supports the idea of doing whatever you want to do and actually accomplishing it. And I get why everybody, the public misconstrued it because of the way he presented it. Right. I understand. And, and Kanye meant to present it that way, too. He likes being that contrarian. He likes knowing, okay, the majority of my own people... Don't fuck with this guy. Well, I'm gonna fuck with this guy. I'm gonna put. That's why he references the red hat so much. Right, he likes to stir right. the pot. We can't ignore it and act like that's not a part of his personality. But I do think that it it is for that reason. It's not like necessarily such a political thing as as much as it's. He likes guys who go rogue and succeed. That's why he fucks with Elon Musk. You can't think of another fucking bajillionaire that behaves like Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Musk is out here. Fucking baby mama up. He's at rap concert. Like, he's on Twitter actively. I think just yesterday he threatened Putin to, like, a fist fight. Yeah. So, he's out here. And in in comparison to the other billionaires that you have out there, whether it's a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos, these guys all kind of follow, you know, the standard of what it is to be a billionaire. But Elon Musk goes rogue. Trump goes rogue. Kanye West goes rogue. Yeah, and I think, I think he says something in one of the. I think it's this episode where he says that like he connects with something along those lines of people going rogue, or he connects with somebody like just stepping out of the box, something along those lines. But he says that he connects with them, and that's like you just said eloquently. Like he connects with Elon, he connects with Trump, and that those are the reasons why. Um. So yeah, I mean, just a little 
tidbit, just a little side um, information for me is like I wish I kind of said this already, but I really wish we got more footage of him and Cuddy creating Kitsy Ghost. There's um, got to be more more footage of that somewhere. No, Cootie probably has it. It's just he probably didn't. Netflix wasn't so interested in that portion of it. Maybe, maybe, yeah, and yeah. So. I would love to see more of that. I love, like, throughout this documentary, I love, that's what I love the most. Like, the studio footage. Whether it was, like, him and Face. Like, seeing the interactions between artists yeah. in a studio always does something for me. Him and Pharrell, him and, him and Jay, him and Cuddy, like... That stuff, just as as the music lover and that I am, it does something for me. So I would love to if if there's more footage of that out there, please direct us I somewhere or put it out. I don't know, like it's so yeah. So the whole Kid Cudi and Ye footage, that's something I definitely would have wanted to see. But yo, I'm also I'm gonna go on go out on a limb here, kind of. Kids see Ghost was disappointing. <laughs> Wait, no, we could, yeah, no, left no, no, field, no, left no, field. You know why? Because of all those albums that it's, came out, because we we spoke about this on. It's not the worst. Ranking the ranking all of Ye's albums, but I like Kid Seagulls. Maybe it's because the thing is like, Cuddy fans have a certain expectation when they hear Cuddy, right? Me, goat. I that's I, the expectation. Listen, I. <laughs> You see this fucking guy? Cuddy, see, come on, bro. I, I respect Cuddy. I can't say I've always been, like, the biggest fan of his music, like your wonderful host here. So, when I hear the collaboration, and especially in comparison to the other albums that are coming out at that point, I was like, no, I like this. Like, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't mad at the product. This, I mean, it was definitely better than, than Ye. It was, uh, got a little Mostef action on it. That's a cheat code for me. I wasn't mad at that album. I wasn't. I uh, and what was the record that they were recording in that session? Damn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can still feel the love. That one. It was the first track. Yeah, that shit is like that yeah, shit is okay, kind of okay, hard. Okay, we're gonna go on a little bit of Kitsy Ghost Rant right now because I had hella thoughts. Let's see. Opinions. I want to hear your full take on because it. we didn't get into this because the Yay ranking was his Yay album. Yeah, no collaboration. Listen, Kitsy Ghost. Listen, I remember the day he went on that Twitter rant and he said Cuddy and him are making a collab album. That day I remember because all Cuddy fans want they 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 wanted that album since Cuddy was first first put on. Well, you got it on 808 and Heartbreak already. It's just I it mean, wasn't yeah. marketed that way. Exactly true, and that is a better album. Actually, no, I can't even say that. I got to think about that. But listen, the way the album opens, we don't. That's one of my griefs. We don't need to hear Pusha T on the way the album opens. Yo, you what? You didn't want to hear Pusha T talking coke talk right in the opening of no, it? No, this is a Cuddy yeah, and Ye album, as bro. As Cuddy fans, you don't want to hear yes, that shit. Yes, this is a Cuddy yeah. and Ye album where we've been we've been waiting for this album forever. The first thing we want to hear is not Push. push. But I what if push. push came on like, yo, I've been depressed? That would have been better? No. I, like, I just didn't want to hear him at yeah, all. I, I literally it. wanted to hear so just you didn't Cuddy and you didn't want to hear Pusha at all on Okay, it. I didn't want to hear him as the first thing I hear on the album. If he was a feature in one of the songs, like like maybe track four or five, that's cool. But I don't want to hear him. Yo, we've been... Cuddy fans were waiting for that album no, for a minute, see, bro. I... I, I, I wanted to hear no, Cuddy's see, melodies right off rip. I wanted to hear Ye rapping no, right, off, right I, off rip. I hear you. And as a Cuddy fan, like you being a Cuddy fan, I understand that completely. Like, I'm not ignorant to that. I think that that was that was a Kanye call. 
Yeah, 100%. And I know that he saw the irony in starting the album out with Pusha, yeah. you know, talking coke talk over... Because he probably knew everyone was expecting, yo, Cuddy Kanye album? First thing I want to hear is Cuddy I want to hear Cuddy hums? Yeah. I want to hear Cuddy melodies? Yeah, nah, I'm sure you weren't the only one mad at that. And, no, 100%. And I mean, that's, that's, good, that's good insight from a Cuddy fan, because me personally... You were with it. You were for it. I was. I was fucking yeah. with it. I mean, yeah, that album was a little bit of a disappointment to me. Reborn, that is the fucking song, bro. That's the perfect Cuddy and Kanye song. Yeah. Reborn. When I heard it for the first time, I was in bliss, bro. I yeah. was like, "This is it. This is the song." I I was hoping for an entire project, but I was like, "This is the exact type of song I was waiting for them to." Dog, that that song was on repeat for years, bro. Nah, it's and a good. Fucking, I like that album. Damn, man. Son. And obviously, Cuddy. When that, I remember when that album dropped, Cuddy did a lot of interviews. He did one with GQ, and he said that the idea was to keep doing Kids See Ghosts, but now I don't know because obviously, Yay is Yay. They have a very up and down relationship too. It seems like it's yeah. a very turbulent. Maybe it's it's, it's personality. Maybe it's uh, creative differences. I don't know, but they seem to. It's gonna happen, but it's not gonna happen for a while. Like I can tell, it's not gonna happen. They'll, for a while. they'll reunite. They'll yeah. reunite for sure. It's just that it's the nature of their relationship. I think it's the nature with the majority of Kanye's relationships. Cootie. You know, we fall out, we come yeah. back, you know. And I think behind the scenes, there's been a lot more than we even know. Like, yeah, facts. Why don't you, like, why don't you think we've seen him in common up close, like, for a minute when they were, like, so there's a lot of different things. Maybe Kanye's just one of those guys, man. And it's not like, it's not necessarily a knock to him as a man, but. Some people are just like that. Like it, he he rolls to the beat of his own drum, so to speak. But yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, before we wrap this up, um, so as far as like currently, because this documentary was about the last thing we seen in this documentary, it was like when he was working on the Yeah album in Wyoming. So that was what twenty twenty, right? Yeah, and that we also like, see the Sunday services come into the fold Sunday too. service, like right in the inception yeah, yeah. of it. So that's like 2020. Yeah. So it's 2022 now. So because they touch uh, on the COVID too. They touch. Remember they. Correct. Yeah. So 2020. Yeah. So just so like currently, it's just <laughs> it's just more of Yay being Yay. He's going to the thing with his girl, with his ex-wife Kim and Pete Davidson. And listen, man. Like if I was Yay, bro, I don't I don't know if I'd be doing. I don't know if I'd be publicizing all the messages the way he's doing on social media. But but you know this recent. Not to turn this into the Gossip Time Flies pod, but Pete Davidson's camp is the one who threw out those last messages because Facts. they kind of big boyed him Facts. on the text messages. Facts. But what I was going to say is that I wouldn't react the way Kanye is reacting, but I would definitely feel a certain way. Because if you put yourself in Kanye's shoes, he's a bajillionaire. Yeah. He could do anything he wants. Right. He's already implemented stuff. The clothing line, music, like all these yeah. things he's highly respected in. Yeah. You break up with your wife and you go to Pete Davidson. See, and I'm just like I would feel a certain way because I'm just like really you're gonna go to Pete and I'm sorry like I don't mean to like knock the guy I mean he I don't know man it's just I don't know I would feel a certain way bro because like more than the curb he's got a hammer yeah that's a fact Ariana Grande <laughs> Kate Beckinsale that's a fact um so I get it but no I mean I I never I don't look at things that way because sometimes in the midst of breakups women go for. The exact the opposite. opposite of what they're accustomed to. I get it. You know, I get it. who, I get who it. knows? I mean, I'm, 
I don't know much about Pete Davidson. Pete is definitely a legend, though, because Ariana Grande, Kim K, there's another one in there. I forgot who. Oh, um... Oh, I forgot the name, but Kate Beckinsale's in there. Yeah, ones we don't know about, I'm sure. You Dog, know. he's a he's a low key legend. I bro. mean, he does his thing, and he's 28 years old. King of Staten Island was was pretty fire. I enjoyed it was cool. that movie. It was good. It was good. Action um, Bronson. Action Bronson, Bill Burr. Yeah, man. I mean, so yeah, basically, just a uh, gay is going gay. This is kind of like I don't want to say it's normal, but it's like everything that's going on. Whenever something happens with Yay, and we see it in the news, we see it in social media. It's like it kind of fits. It's like, I don't yeah. yeah I don't even you care know? anymore to be honest like the funny thing is is like on one on one hand you hear about Russia and Ukraine and on the other one you hear Kim and Kanye that is fucking incredible that they yeah. you know that's crazy I mean I'm always tuning in because I'm always unfortunately like well the these days you can't help but tune in right, because right. if you go to your phone to open up anything you'll see something for yeah. me personally I yeah I and it goes back to the original reason we did Thank you. the, the yes. ranking I was literally on, thinking that. on the albums is because, yeah, there's all this mess. There's all this shit that Kanye gets himself into. But we, but we got to bring it back to center. Bring it back. We got to bring it back to center really? because this man, and even this documentary brings it back to center too because you see, the un, you got to be reminded of the underdog story and maybe the reason why he became the way he became maybe that arrogance although it was always somewhere in there but maybe that arrogance was also like nah you motherfuckers shitted on me like bad constantly here i am and and i am you know i'm the best out here so it's listen regardless of what you know ex-wives drama political runs yeezy sneakers this man is, in my opinion, probably the greatest musician of of the past 25 years. Mm. Like the greatest artist of the past 25 years. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right with you. Dude. I can't. I can't really think of anyone who who's who's done what he's done, and that's in any any line of music. So yeah, you gotta give him respect. You, you man. gotta be reminded. Even I know it's he makes himself an easy target. He Facts. makes himself easy to hate. He and, easy uh, to forget all the things yeah, that he's done. Exactly. He does. He does distasteful things. Um, but he's a fucking. He's a brilliant guy, and and he's another one. Like in the last episode, I spoke of Pharrell. I mean, you really do have to protect Kanye at all costs, man. Even when he's not protecting himself, clearly. Yeah. But this is one of, you know, Vanguard. This is one of the culture's most, you know, precious assets. He, him, Pharrell, all these guys. It's very, very, it's going to be very interesting to see where it goes from here, honestly, as far as music. Oh, also, we should mention that he dropped down to two. He dropped down to two on the stem player. Have you heard it yet? No. Me neither. But listen, anyone listening, watching this podcast, if you have a Reddit link, just DM your man right here. He's going to send it to me, and that's how we're going to do it. Facts. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only thing we saw, we saw the listening event that he had on YouTube when yeah. it never premiered. Yeah. And, and it sounded good. I mean, it sounded good. I no. Mean, before it, the audio technical difficulties, but it, like, sounded it sounded good. good. Yeah, and ironically, yeah, yeah. the record that stood out to me in that moment, like of the new records I heard, was. There was one with Jack Harlow that seemed, yeah. I, I think it had a, a nice sample in there, but 
listen, at this point, all the bullshit, the gossip, or the drama, whatever, man, it's another day in the office. When he comes with some music, I'm always going to listen. Yeah, facts. Me too. Um, Man. Now, you know what I wanted to say too? What did you think of the documentary overall? Like, Oh, great. Th- all three episodes in yeah, total. Um, all three episodes reading, I'll give it like a fucking eight, nine out of ten. Yeah. Just episode three really hurt. It wasn't. Me. It really brought it down. I mean, it, it wasn't bad. It's just yeah. like I keep saying. It's just I knew all this. So it was like I was just watching just to watch. And you might have wanted a little more out but, of it. Which is okay. Yeah, but it was great. Episode two were fucking epic, bro. Epic. Yeah. I remember when episode one, yeah, episode one and two dropped, that shit was, yeah, even three. It's the, It was the fucking talk of the internet in between people. Like, everybody was talking about it because of how good it was. Not quite the last dance, but it did its numbers. Correct. What about you? Out of ten. I gave it like an eight or nine. You know what? The, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I did. And I'd probably give it somewhere in like that seven to eight marker too i wish mm. there maybe could have been more footage on in between you know the early kanye west and the kanye now like like we spoke about with the graduation and everything but i mean Ima- to go, imagine what ha- imagine if he i would love to see what that, that, and that that's kind of where my mind goes and the yeah, thing yeah, is yeah, when yeah. and i know i've brought this documentary up so many times and it has no relevance to kanye west but the last dance ruined all other documentaries <laughs> for me. Like sports, you know, and it doesn't sports, music, arts, whatever. Like it was so well done, ten parts. You got to see everything you ever thought of, everything you ever imagined, all types of shit. So when I hear of a documentary on things that I, I love, whether it's Kanye West, whether it's the fucking eighty six Mets. If it's not on that level, it's always going to feel like a disappointment to a degree mm. until I revisit it. So I'm going to say I know it's better than my initial feeling because I'm comparing it to the goat of all goats in The Last Dance. But I I do believe it's it's in that 7-8 mark because that er, like the footage you get in the early episodes and then for me personally, when you see... Almost, you know, within the past five years, Kanye West and China and all this. I really enjoyed that shit. And you're seeing him. Yeah, but we didn't get enough you, of it. But you know what the thing is, too? It's in contrast to the perception, right? And what I mean by that is in. So from the time of life of Pablo to now, all you hear about is Kanye West is in a mental institution. Kanye West is on medication. You don't have any insight, really, other than these like. These rants that he has or whatever streams of consciousness that he calls it. But you don't see him on a day-to-day basis. But you're seeing him sitting in a car talking to Cootie about where he's at and where... Like, that to me is so interesting. And that's Mm -hmm. the point I was trying to touch on earlier when it comes to, like, the mental health stuff. Because you hear so much. But you don't see this man on just a day-to-day basis and what it's like for him. Mm -hmm. And so you see him talking calmly to Cootie about, you know, just... God obviously is on the spiritual uh, reign right now, so it yeah. he's on his business shit. You see him in that. It I don't know, man. I think I think that third episode was dope. You know what? I oh, I, I want to touch on kind of likely. Um, so G, they also talk about Jesus is King. Yes. 
and Jesus is King, like he's in Wyoming, and he has Sunday service choir, and he's heavy into the gospel stuff. He should have just recorded Sunday service choir and just put it as a Jesus King album, but okay. Right. But what I want to get to is that, like, do you, that time period, like, when he kind of reappeared back in the public image, Sunday service was happening, and, like, people were like, wow, this is a new Kanye. He's, like, right. really devoting himself to God. And then we get, after Jesus is King, we get Donda. That's his next album. Yeah. And then during that time of him making Donda, the listening sessions. Right. It's not, it's not what Jesus is King was. No. I, I remember when Jesus is King was happening, he was like, hip hop, I'm devoting myself to gospel, to like, to God. And then when Donda, Donda, yeah, it's gospel, It's but it's like, it's a lot more hip hop than No, gospel. no, it is, but you also have to take into account, there's two things there. I believe he wasn't allowing curses on any of the records. Correct. Element of gospel. And it's funny you mention that because I was just watching an interview with Conway the Machine, who was on Don, the Donda album, and I also, I believe... The Power 105 or yeah, I, Breakfast I, Club today. Yeah, today it I dropped. See it, yeah. So okay, okay. Um, and I believe he did some writing also in in those sessions. But he said that Kanye West made it clear, like no smoking or drinking in my sessions, mm. and it actually turned him because he said what he would do, he'd go to the side of the house, he'd smoke one, and then you know go back in. But he said it was a it was a moment of realization. He's like. Nah, I don't need this shit to be dope. So when he went to go to the side of the house, he was like, fuck this. He threw it and he went back in and he he does his thing on Don. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. So he he kept those like, you know, re- like those sanctions in place of no drinking, no smoking here. We're in the studio. We're going to record music. We're going to no cursing on the album. So mm-hmm. it had the gospel elements that were obviously um it was hip hop, but it was well done, man. It was a well no, done. Was a That's well why done that was number five on our countdown. Facts. The only thing I don't like is that, like, I feel like every album is, like, something. He's marketing something different. And I don't like that. Donda See, 2 and Donda, yes, they're cohesive. They make sense. But from Jesus is, from Ye to Jesus is King to Donda, it's like, dude. But the I'm thing like, is. From Pablo to Ye to Donda, I'm like, come on, man. But, that's, like, but if you think about it. That's who Kanye's always been. He just hasn't always been as out in the open as saying, this is Jesus' king, this is Ye, or this is Don. Like, But we, we've we spoke about, actually, to his credit, the fact that you hear his first album and his second album, they're not really much alike. They, there's similarities. There's fits. a thread in the needle. Yeah. It fits the, yeah. the narrative of yeah. the series. But... They're nothing alike. You always hear something new on Kanye albums. Yeah. So when when we're talking about how he's he's going into something different, you're right. And because sometimes it's not always so favorable. Like I wasn't a fan of the gospel shit. So, but like whether it was it was you know certain sounds he was using on albums, his wardrobe. We spoke about how his wardrobe changed. You could know what Time without period, without yeah. exactly without even a year or any context you see a picture of Kanye West and what he's wearing you see, you you're know like oh this is, is graduation yeah, 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 oh yeah. this is 808 because that's the type of shit he's on that's a yeah. he's a creative dude that's what they do they can't stay in the same pocket for too yeah, long that's true that's it's just true. it's that's the nature true. of the beast that's true and I was gonna I was gonna say like 
I was going to say college dropout, late registration, and graduation. I feel like that's definitely... I feel like those three could fit into one. But they all sound different. But they all sound They all sound different. so right. different. And then after graduation, the next album you get is 808s. Everything from 808s on, yeah. moving forward, is a completely different yay in Not all he, of these albums. He, because all you know what the thing bro. is, is that I think he... He's always been fearless, but I think after that graduation point, people let him be fearless because they saw, okay, this like we spoke about before, this dude is special, so let 100%. him off to the races. Did you did you hear him say that he, he hates my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? He hates that album. I I've only heard him say that that's the greatest hip hop album ever made. He, um, fairly recently, I think I saw a clip. You said he hates it because that must be another new take for him. Must be how he's feeling today because I've heard him say that that's the greatest hip hop album ever made. No, yeah, but he said he hates it because like he like that album is not really anything. It's not ground shattering, and if you think about it, it's true because it's very hip hop. Yeah, it's the most it's the most straight up hip hop. But the thing is, is that. To my knowledge, I mean, and who am I, but he executed exactly what he was trying to do. The, the album is called His Dark Twisted Fantasy because this is exact. he just wanted to incorporate all the elements of what he loved, whether it was hip-hop shit. Yeah. Wu-Tang was huge on him, so you see RZA, you see Ray. I think he tried to get Ghost on that album and couldn't get him. He got him on Cruel Summer, but... Um, but if you look at the albums after Dark Twisted Fantasy, you get Yeezus, you get Life of Pablo... You get um, Yay, right? You get Donda, like oh, Yeezus. Obviously, is completely left field. Life of Pablo is like it's it's, it's hip hop, but that's like the beginning of his gospel stuff. So I can see why he says he it's hates not experimental Star enough. Like I get Correct, it. Yeah. It's it's Correct. a safer album in in his you know in his world. It's a safer album. He that's why he, he hates went it, and got which makes sense. Well, that's why the fuck I love it, right. Kanye West. That album is fucking amazing. But that's number one. If you want, yeah, if you, please, if you guys like what you hear and watch, um, please go check out that episode, the two episodes of the podcast where Mike and I we rank to what we think is um, Kanye's best album. We just give our rankings of what, why we think um, "Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" is the best album, but we also rank the other albums to see where they rank within his disc- discography. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I think we could actually put the. This would be the end of the chapter of put, Kanye West because we did a put lot. Put the ball on it. Yeah. We did a lot of coverage with Kanye. It's gonna be a minute. We got other things coming. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm Kanye'd out. Yeah, we're Kanye'd out, man. I'm, and I'm pretty sure that we're gonna do another episode later down the line because Ye is gonna obviously give us a lot it's of material. It's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. It might be another album. It might be a single. It might be just something he does. But we're gonna talk about him again. But as far as right now, we're gonna put a we're gonna a bow a, on this one. Yeah, we're gonna put a fork in it. We covered Ye a lot from his albums to the to the documentary. So again, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and also to the YouTube channel. We're trying to grow this. You yes, know, sir. every little bit helps. But um, again, Mike, um, before you give out your shot, your um, social media information, yes, I want to thank you Always. again. For your time and your energy from the beginning, from the very first podcast we did with the ranking of the albums to literally this moment. I want to thank you a lot because it's been a minute. It's been maybe about like a month or two. And um, yeah, man, I just want to thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming. Thank you for having coming me, Coming over, recording these podcasts, all that stuff. It's a pleasure. Um, and yeah, we got more stuff coming. We do. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, shout out your stuff before we head out. Instagram backslash Mike.Pruno and 
Instagram backslash IBGR, inspired by gold ropes. That's also the WordPress if you want to check it out. Yeah, man. And um, as far as time flies, I'm going to put all the links below um, the Instagram, the Twitter, the website for merch. Um, the YouTube as well. All the links are going to be below. You guys can check it out. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Apple and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button for YouTube. I believe the subscribe button is going to be like right here in the corner. Hopefully I get this right. But um, please leave the comments. Be tasteful or not. Um, but yeah, man, we're really trying to grow this thing. We love talking culture, music, movies, sports. Yes. So, man, yeah, just let us know what you like to hear from us, what you like in the episodes what you didn't like that's it stuff man yeah so until next time we'll check you out later yeah we'll check you out later on another episode of the time flies podcast peace peace